0: You're listening to Donkey Brain, the podcast. Three,
1: two, one. Nice. All right. Episode 71. We have Brett on. Brett, how are we doing today?
2: I'm excellent, fellas. How are you guys doing?
1: doing all right dude is this your second or third time being on now
2: i want to say this is my third time i want to say it's either my third or my fourth i can't remember i feel like it's been a couple times by now
0: dude brett's kind of like that sneaky guest like brett's just like cool because like i feel like anytime i text you like if you're just like just home you're like yeah i'll be on like you can prepare in 10 minutes like you're just kind of like like the ace in the hole kind of a thing being like, ah, yeah, let's get Brett on. Like we need a last minute person. All of our friends are stupid. Let's just see what Brett's doing. Like (laughs) I'm happy to be that guy for you. Consistent. Exactly. All right. Well, Colton, I feel like this probably hits closest to home. might hit close to home for Brett. Definitely doesn't hit the most for me, but you can kick us off for our ass of the week. So Jimmy brought this up. I don't even know why I didn't even think about this, but ask the week. Jeff just definitely has to be Antonio
1: Brown. Antonio Brown is just a consistent ass. Just a, he's a douche. He just sucks. He's like literally the worst person ever. Um, I do kind of feel bad for him because there's definitely has to be some sort of mental thing going on, but like, it's so odd because he'll show compassion. He'll show like certain things like, Oh, he's an actual person, but then he'll go and just, Pissing everybody's face for no reason. Like I don't, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I'm sure everyone has seen the news at this point. We're probably about a week behind on this, but uh, now he's on his media tour, um, just doing absolutely everything possible in which just to be um, a terrible person. But I don't know, Brett. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I watched it happen. I was watching the Bucks game when he when he, you know, took his jersey off. I had no idea what the hell was happening. Uh, I, I still honestly don't even know that much because it's it's Antonio Brown. Who the hell freaking knows what's going on in his head, which is part of the problem in my opinion. I think he's probably got some serious – I don't know if it's mental health or, or if it's the whole CTE thing because he has taken some hits in his career, but that's a different, uh, that's a different conversation. Regardless, I, I honestly don't know that much about it besides – I mean, he quit on the team in the middle of a game, and that to me is an absolute douchebag thing to do.
1: Yeah, like, so it was kind of a, a weird thing leading up. And I feel as though, like, Antonio Brown had some grievances piling up before they even got into that week. Um, and it just so happened the Bucks had been playing the Jets at that point, so they were losing to the Jets, which is the even bigger kick in the crotch. So right. I think it just ultimately spilled over, took the jersey off, ran off the field. So what he says was going on, is that he told Bruce Arians, who's the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks, that he had an injury to his ankle. There was like torn – I might get this wrong. I want to say torn ligaments, stuff like that. There was structural damage done to his uh, ankle and that he needed surgery in which to repair it, something of that magnitude. And uh, either that or he at least needed rest going into this game and maybe games uh, following this game. Well, Bruce Arians, let it be known to him that they were not going to be taking rests. Again, this is from the text messages from uh, AB and Bruce Arians. Um, And it's odd because AB still played. He made some good plays. um, But then I think he was disgruntled for having to play for one. And then two, I don't know if he thought he was getting the ball enough in certain situations, thus maybe causing them to be in a losing spot to the Jets. So he just threw a big ass hissy fit when Bruce Arians told him to go in the game, he didn't go in the game. And then he just, uh, and then Bruce Arians told him, I guess the actual vernacular was get the fuck out. That's what Bruce said to AB. So he got the fuck out and now he's no longer a buck. He's a free agent. So he could sign with an NFL team now that we're going into the playoffs, but uh, just a very interesting situation. And then he went on this whole again, media tour thing, I know I'm talking at wind here. Um, he uh, went on this whole media tour thing. And the worst part about it was him shitting on uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady uh, brought him in. Like he was able to live in the same house as his wife and kids. It's just a whole fucked thing. So to throw away, like Tom Brady under the bus um, during the situation was just the worst part about it for me. And just uh, it's it seems irredeemable at this point. I can't
2: imagine an NFL <clears throat> team bringing him back. But I Yeah, but I-, I have said that. I have, literally, I have said that twice. I yeah. made bets that he would never play another game. I made two separate bets that he would never play another game in the NFL, and I lost both of them. And so yeah. I'm like, at this point, anything can happen, man. Yeah. There's no denying that he's, he has talent, but good <laughs> God, he destroys locker rooms, it feels like, you know? I don't know. It's just He's a cancer. Uh, yeah,
1: Absolutely. <laughs> This is coming from experience. I'm a Steelers fan, longtime <laughs> Steeler. How the hell we maintained like any sort of co- like cohesion as a team with him on the team? I think he was on the roster for like nine years with the Steelers. That yeah. blows me away. <laughs> that blows me. And nine years might be pushing it, but it's somewhere close to that. That's uh, it's absolutely crazy to me.
2: And you sprinkle in a l- little bit of Le'Veon Bell's crazy in there too, and it's even more impressive. You know
1: what's interesting? Le'Veon Bell is on the Bucks now. So he was on Bell's first game was with the first game with the Buck, I'm pretty sure was against the Jets. So it's just kind of an interesting little parallel. And it's also you throw in the Jets signed LeVeon Bell as the first team that signed him after Bell left the Steelers. It was a really weird, like convoluted mess going on. I don't know, it was just odd.
0: But yeah. I think we talked about that enough. (laughs) yeah i mean given we joked about just leaving it as antonio (laughs) brown and just moving on because most people are like oh what instance are you talking about so yeah it's got the 411 now so exactly brett you're the guest you can kick us off what are people talking about
2: all right so i guess um i guess uh my first question for you guys is when is the last time you recorded because one of I have two things that I could talk about. One I know nobody or has not been touched on yet. One may be depending on when you last recorded.
0: Uh what, Colton? probably 2 weeks ago because you were out of state last week. Correct.
2: So Okay. Um cuz I was going to revisit because I actually haven't had a thorough conversation with too many people about Spider-Man No Way Home. Um But I think really what I'm going to go for, I'm totally going to switch gears here. I'm actually going to go for Bob Saget dying. Uh, Was it yesterday, right? Did he die yesterday was it this morning? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not that that, like, particularly hits home for me, but I definitely grew up watching Full House. Uh, I watched – he did funniest home videos. I saw a hilarious tweet earlier today that said something like, You know when i was growing up we had to wait for 30 minutes every sunday night to watch youtube videos hosted by bob saget like that's pretty much what funniest home videos was you know but um i guess he's not like a generational guy but what a random dude who was a part of so many lives like so many people's lives he 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 died man he was kind of a legend
0: yeah i don't even know because that was gonna be like one of my things um and i figured like when you asked that question it was gonna be like like i had spider-man stuff too Um, but yeah like so much of it is like weird because he did like such a wide array like people are like oh I watched him do stand-up or he was on you know AFV or he was in full house like it wasn't like uh, you were very like you're a boomer you're you know Gen Z or like it's not like so specific because he just kind of did everything and like people were just like he was kind of across the board especially too like he wasn't that old, like I feel like he would, because he was like on tour, wasn't he? Yeah, he had yeah. just done a.
1: I think he had just done a show, like a two-hour show, the night before that, because he was. Yeah. yeah, he was
2: found in Orlando, right? And I, yeah, I think he was sixty-five. Like he is not. Yeah. That old.
1: From what I've heard, it wasn't, like, I guess, like a drug-related thing or like foul play-related thing. So again, I don't know what happened. But that's just a terrible thing. Like, it was, like, awful news again. Like, I think Brett made a good point. It wasn't, like, some touching thing. I don't have, like, some sort of, like, affinity for, like, Bob Saget and his work and everything. But everyone remembers watching Full House and everything and seeing um, his role in that. So it was kind of sad to kind of, like, hear about that news. So
2: That being said, I did go, like, today I went back. Because I remember remember watching some of his stand-up at one point when I was still like, when he still had the glimmer around him, like I hadn't been exposed to real Bob, Bob Saget, his, he is filthy. I was going to say, yes, absolutely filthy. And I went back and just started watching some videos today. And like, like it's, it's pretty funny, not that funny, but just absolutely filthy.
0: Yeah. I'm sure like, it was like a weird thing to be a parent at the time where you're like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, the dad from full house. And you're like, don't ever look into his other career because you just like whereas like now i'm like i don't care like say whatever it doesn't bother me but like yeah it was like i'm sure that was just a hard period for like anybody at like the network or anything like that to be like can we keep him on the show but convince him to (laughs) not do stand up like because he is just like not tarnishing but like He's just not the family friendly person throughout any of his stand up. Like he just lets it fly, like yeah. which, yeah, just very interesting that he's like so out there and just like really goes for it, kind of a thing. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting. All right, yeah. good stuff, Brett. Well, Jimmy, you want to ta- take it there, Jimmy? Yeah, so I guess I'll go back at that because we didn't. Uh, record last week but betty white also died so we'll just keep on the sad train i guess God,
1: damn we're talking Um, about
0: like a player having maybe mental illness bob Saget, (laughs) betty white let's keep it going i guess we are back and sadder than ever (laughs) Um, no i don't know i feel like that's like to some extent it's almost like the even wider generational spread i mean it was just like ridiculous like the array of stuff that i saw just from like tv shows she was on tv shows she wrote movies you know everything with her love for animals like just ridiculous i mean even like some of the stuff too was like kind of hilarious like some of the tweets that i was like i know that this person isn't being an asshole. like they're actually trying to be funny where it was like because i don't know if you guys saw a bunch of publications had already wrote edited and then printed stories just asking her like you know, what does it take to get to a hundred? Like all this stuff. And people were like, that's comedic genius on her end. just being like, yep, they're going to spend all this money and print them. And then I'm just going to die. Like, where it was just like ridiculous. But I mean, in general, like props to her, like, it's kind of crazy too, because like, I mean, Bob Saget, I feel like had a good career, but like for people to be like, yeah, Betty White was like 99 years old and still be like, oh, man, like she just died too soon. or It's like, man, like you really you did your life right kind of a thing. So just yet another sad person really just fucking kicking the year into gear, I guess, like a bad start. But I will say uh, I feel like she probably got a lot of love being around New Year's because I was definitely drinking and a lot of the people I was with were like, hey, man, for Betty. And I was like (laughs) seeing it all over social media. And I'm like, hey, man, at least she's getting like you know, the reps more or less for what she deserves, not just like people are like, oh, that's sad. Then they just go back to their day. So, yeah. You can't really say one one bad thing about Betty White. Dude, like she you, was just re- like she was sneaky funny, too. Yeah, like, like her delivery on shit was awesome. Did you guys ever see uh, so she was in like the proposal with like uh, Sandra Bullock and a bunch yeah. of people. Did you ever see the interview that she did? Um I'm blanking on who I think it's mm, I don't know I'll send it to you both when we get done but pretty much like I think they just like wrapped early or something so she just did like this impromptu and it's like professionally done but it's just her talking and like it's just ridiculous funny like she was just like genuinely funny like where I feel like Bob Saget was like yeah he's funny but like it's either a writer or he's just really raunchy where her she was just like I'm really old, and people were like, "But we love you for that. Like that, that's good." Like, <laughs> but you nailed that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, a rip, Betty. Yeah, that's a really sad start to this whole entire thing. Yeah, I know. Kick us off. Well, Who else the, died? Let us the know. The silver
2: lining, though, the silver lining to Betty, though, to me was like you said, generational, right? She's like, I mean, she was she's been around for like three generations of people, and her passing actually made people kind of come together for the first time in a while like she was that she she transcended certain things that like people celebrated betty white like together as opposed to like there wasn't anybody saying fuck betty white you know that's like this this whole thing which to me was like all right for the first time i kind of have this this little sense of cohesion that hasn't existed in a long time and that i mean it's gone already but it was there for a glimmer it was there I would almost
0: say it was similar to um like Carrie Fisher when she had died. Like people yeah. were like it was one of those things too, like it wasn't even like she was doing stuff actively anymore. Like, yeah, she was about, you know, she would go on tour, she would still do stuff. Like it wasn't like she just like disappeared from the spotlight, but it was like she was still actively doing stuff. Where it was like, you know, people were like, Wow, like you know, this might not be like the pivotal point in your career. But people still, like, you still have a big following. Like, people really like what you're putting out kind of a thing where it was just, like, cool for that reason. Like you said, like, people were like, oh, shit. Like, you know, I'm not going to make fun of them. I'm not going to be like, oh, thank God. Like, it's like, you know, not that. People were just like, yeah, that sucks. Like, that's not ideal kind of a thing.
1: Trivia for you. Okay. So, list these things in chronological order. The invention of the television. Betty White being born and the first Time Magazine being published. Go, Brett.
2: I'm going to say uh, Betty White Time Television.
1: Okay. What do you I'd, think? I like, probably you? agree with that. Exactly right. Nice. So like, that's it's such a weird thing for me to think. Like, Betty White was around before Time Magazine, and it also – <laughs> like they just seeing all these things transcend through time and like what we are. Which is just bonkers.
0: Right like when it's you think crazy. about that, you're it's like.
1: blows me away. Like, like she's seen so much shit and she has
0: such a high rep still. It, it blows me away. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. I'm like, dude, like you've seen like wars. I'm like in my head. Like if you told me like nowadays what it takes to be famous like, i would say not that much but like there's social media there's tv there's all these different things where i'm like how the hell did you get famous back then like you couldn't even read a magazine and be like whoa this person's doing an ad or like you know so it's crazy that like she was so far ahead of that but still was like i'll just roll with it like there was a yeah. time where she was like yeah like i'm in time that's a big deal like not like oh i have like you know a million TikTok followers or like something like like it's just so weird that like she really saw, you know, almost a hundred years worth of evolution kind of a thing. It's
2: a wild born thing. before, yeah, born before the television and died tweeting, man. She was tweeting till the end. She adapted.
0: Yeah, props. older than Bad sliced props, bread. Man. That's what, that's. I thought you were going to throw that in. Because she is older than sliced bread. We've talked about that before. <laughs> we have talked about that before. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. All right, Colton, have at it. I'll get back on
1: football. I don't know if you guys watched the the games yesterday. Um, just the crazy playoff scenarios. Are you guys familiar with it? Yeah, to some extent.
2: Yeah, I was. I didn't watch the whole game last night. I watched it up till halftime, but apparently that's when some some shit happened. But yeah, I knew the the circumstances.
1: Yeah. So, um, again, precursor. I am a Steelers fan. So yesterday. Steelers got locked into the playoffs, but so much crazy shit had to happen, right? Steelers had a 9% chance to make the playoffs. First, they needed the Jags to beat the Colts. For reference, if you guys aren't big NFL fans, uh, listeners out there, the Jags are arguably the worst team in the league. (laughs) The Colts were playing in the last month and a half some of the best football in the league, and the Jags freaking killed them. It just – just okay, for instance – the fans showed up today in Jacksonville—not today, yesterday—in Jacksonville wearing Dressed clown as outfits.
0: Clowns, yeah,
1: yeah. It was a clown <laughs> outfit because they had just lost the previous week to the Patriots, like fifty something to like three or se- no, it was ten. It was ten. So they showed up to the, that Jacksonville game in clown outfits. They clown the Colts. The Steelers win in overtime against the Ravens. I'm like, wow, we're gonna be in as long as the uh, the Raiders and the Chargers don't tie. We're in the playoffs. Crazy thing because we tied earlier in the season and by um, a tiebreaker scenario, we would lose that tiebreaker to the Chargers and the Raiders if the Chargers and Raiders tied. So going into that game, the Chargers and the Raiders knew if they tied, they would both make the playoffs, which creates a pretty interesting situation (laughs) if they were ever to get to overtime, which they fucking did. It was 29-29. So the Chargers had to get down the field to get to overtime. Last play of the game, time running out in, in, uh, in regulation. Get a touchdown. Again, they go to 29-29. Long story short, field goal. Field goal, there is minimal time left in overtime um, at the end of the game. The Raiders start to go down the field, but everyone's starting to notice what they're doing. They're just running the clock. They are content with just getting this tie and just fucking the Steelers, which is, I mean, it's not screwing them over by any means because this is the most common sense thing to do. Just run the clock out. Yeah. It guarantees
2: you getting to the playoffs.
1: Exactly. We're not here to win the game. We're here to win the Super Bowl. It's like, right. like kind of a, <laughs> an overarching theme with that. But the Chargers head coach's name is Brandon Staley, super aggressive coach. Also make some odd calls. Earlier in the game, he went for on fourth and one from his own 18. It resulted in a touchdown. So kind of lost him that game uh, just in that first uh, little bit there. Then in that overtime setting, there were 36 seconds left in the game somewhere there. It was third and four, and he called a timeout. The Raiders, it was blatantly obvious, were perfectly content with just running this clock out and ending the game. He calls a timeout. (laughs) Thus, the Raiders are like, this motherfucker is trying to lose the game for us. So the Raiders (laughs) run a play, get the first, and instead of just running the clock out, which they could have done, they take a timeout with two seconds left, kick a field goal, win the game, Chargers are out of the playoffs, Steelers are in. I was watching that game screaming at the television. I was like, (laughs) I couldn't believe it. It was the most spite induced move I think I've ever seen in my life it was it was awesome because like it seemed like everyone could was understanding like kind of the, the, the motion of the game what was happening but Brandon Staley he's like no timeout nope we're nope we want to win we want to try to win this game too but then he ended up just ultimately losing but um, it was probably the craziest game I've ever watched with the implication with the scenarios and everything but um I don't know now um, I'm actually going to the Steelers-Chiefs game on Sunday. For that reason, it's a crazy ass ending and everything. Um, so yeah, I'm just apparently made of money. I went on vacation last week. Now I'm going to a Chiefs game. So there we go. That's all I got to say on Balling that. On hey, that everyone.
0: teaching salary? Hell yeah,
1: flex. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have MLK Day after that, so another day off.
0: Boom. <laughs> <You're> just bitching. <laughs> Things are looking up for me man i'm so jealous of the academic calendar i feel like that's the that's the worst part about graduating college i think like man like not going to bars and seeing my friends and like all that yeah whatever but like i really miss where they were just like i don't come to school for a month like it's it's christmas i was like oh man that's so great like especially like high school is even better it's like yeah you guys want like you know mlk off you want president's day you know, Labor Day, Memorial, like, they just are like, yeah, we don't like showing up either. Like, it's just like, yeah, this is bitching, and they're like, yeah, it's the summer, it's nice, out, don't even come. Like, that's just so (laughs) sick. Like, yeah, just ridiculous.
2: There we go. I, I did not realize in the headline that I read today that that was how that game played out. In the That was the last game of the regular season in the longest official season ever of football. What a freaking way to end the game! That's unbelievable. Can you imagine being the Steelers? I mean, they were what they had to have been glued to that. That they, what an unbelievable feeling that must have been for them. Like, fuck, we're out, we're out. And then now they're like, okay. Me not even being a goddamn player,
1: just a person who enjoys the team. It was such an emotional roller coaster because at once. So this is what they felt. They felt because they, because as they're playing the game against the Ravens, they had heard, okay, the Jaguars are kicking the shit out of the Colts. We need that. If they don't beat them, there's no way to get in anyway. So we, they win. Then they're playing their own game. They're winning at first. Then they go down two scores. And they have to go to overtime. It looks like they're kind of going to lose. One time, it looks like the Sealers are going to tie. They eventually win the game. Long story short, now they're like, there's no way this game is going to end in a tie out West. No, we're fine. Let's fucking party it up. Ooh. Mike Tomlin, the head coach, is partying in the locker room after the <laughs> game. Like, what could go wrong? That game was terrible. I'm sitting there watching this game at uh, Kelly's house, and – as they're driving down the field in regulation, the Chargers just to get it to overtime. Like, if they get to overtime, why not just knee it out? There's this thinking, like, it's almost like God's telling us, like, let's just end this game, kneeing the ball. Let's just end this. <laughs> they just punt it back and forth on fourth down. Let's do a gentleman's agreement just to end the game. This is a nice gentleman's draw, and they damn near did it. If it wasn't for Brandon Staley taking that time out, and he's getting railed right now on like all social medias. If it wasn't for that, he saved uh I mean he was he would not have saved our season. So Very it right. was
0: funny because I didn't watch the game, but I did see and I had no idea it like played out like that, but it was uh you know the Raiders overtime offensive calls and it was just like the Madden like victory kneel just like four times. Yeah. And I had no idea they lost. But like what an embarrassing manner to be like Why'd you call a timeout? What are you trying to do? Like, it's just like you're in a spot where it's like, hey, man, just, you know, if we tie, we tie. Like, in no really ties suck in every single scenario other than that. Like, they pretty much destroy your record for most of the year. But in this case, you're like, man, under the circumstances, we'll take it. Like, we don't care. Like, it's kind of like we're going into playoffs either way. Like, yeah, that's bonkers.
1: It was really weird. Like, this is the last thing I'll say. And you could see it on live TV. This is on Sunday Night Football. Everyone's watching this game. Austin Eckler, who is the running back for the Chargers, he's talking to someone. I can't remember who he was talking to on the Raiders. And you could see him say, you can mouth it out pretty well. It's like he says something along along the lines of, were you guys going to take a knee? And the guy just like nods his head, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we were just going to need that. And they call a timeout and they fucked everything up. So um, I don't know if maybe Brandon Stadia was thinking, like, shit, they're driving on us. Let's call a timeout to preserve some time just in case they do try this field goal and they miss, we can have time to go back and score. I don't know because it doesn't matter because if it's a, a draw anyway, you're in You're in the playoffs. Like the, the the scenario is the same either way. I don't know what he was thinking. It makes no sense, but yeah. it's funny either way.
0: Well, and I feel like that sucks too because it's like he's going to take all his flack. And, I mean, at the end of the day, like you're the head coach, like you got to kind of take ownership of it. But, like, there's so many other people involved. Yeah. It's like your defensive coordinator. You have all these other coordinators, assistant coaches, whatever. It's like, at what point? Like, it's like you never want to call a timeout, like in general. Like, I feel like even under those circumstances, you're like, okay, maybe they get a few more yards. You know, we'll call, we'll call timeout. We'll hope that they go out of bounds, maybe an incomplete pass. Like, it's kind of like you want to save it almost until you really need it. So then when you go the other way, you're like, okay, there's a lot of time, not like, yeah, in that circumstance, it just doesn't really make sense. But I don't yeah. know. We'll see. It was crazy. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it. the Steelers will get go fired down. now. They're they already fired
1: Nagy. They fired. I was going to say, Pace. yeah, the
0: stupid Bears will probably pick him up, and then we will have to watch more dog shit football for the <laughs> next few years. Be interesting. I'm still
1: hoping Mitch uh, Mitch Trubisky leaves the uh, the Bills next year, goes to Pittsburgh. Dude, so does
0: Brad. <laughs> Probably. I, I, I fucking love Mitch. That's the only Bills Mitch. fan I know. So. Oh, you're
1: a Bills fan?
0: Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Bills might yeah. be a baby. <laughs> you lucky bastard having Mitch. Mitch what is the t- <laughs> Mitch, Mitch adds a certain air to your team. It's just like, oh, it's great. It's like he's so easy to root for. Whenever he had that one tweet come out when he got drafted, have you guys seen that tweet? Be like kissing on titties.
0: Oh, I know you just knew he was about, getting, yeah. he was gonna
1: be a slam dunk right there. Like, boom! <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a dub. All right, we can digress on that. Yeah, that's a good closing good point right there. All right, Brett. What are people not talking about?
2: People are not talking about the Golden Globes because who gives a shit? That was funny. That we was almost
0: couldn't save that for the ass of the week. I feel like. If it's 2011 and you tell me you watch award shows, I'll let it slide. It's 2022. Who the hell's shaving three hours of their lives to watch? Like, that's stupid. Like, that's so dumb. Anyone that watches them, I'm like, do you really care? Like, maybe the Oscars. Like, I will give you a pass if I, like, respect your taste in, like, movies and stuff like that. But, like, yeah, Golden Globes is, like... Why don't you just like watch the Tony Awards and just like lie to people and say <laughs> you didn't? Like, why broadcast that you're like, oh going Globes round tonight? Like I gotta go home. Like
1: probably the only two award shows I'll ever watch.
0: First one, if Ricky
1: Gervais ever gets invited to an award show again, <laughs> I'll watch that one. Fair. Number two, the CMAs. Cause they always have some crazy ass shit and they're always actual live performances, which is nice. So that's the only two I'll probably ever watch and CMA is iffy, but Ricky Gervais definitely watching that one. I, that the, is only,
2: the only actual real awards show that I watched from beginning to end was the one year of the Oscars when they fucked up the best picture and gave it to Lala La, or, you know, do you remember that when like they announced La La land, but, or, or I God I don't even remember how it played out exactly. The I think whole, they
0: said something else, and it was yeah, La La Land. And, and it was like the yeah. wrong
2: envelope. And so they had to like run out the new envelope, and be like, oh no, it wasn't you, it was Moonlight, and like they had the whole cast of La La Land, and then Moonlight came up on stage and received it. Anyways, that was the only full awards show that I ever watched. So I'm batting a thousand, and so I ain't I ain't wasting my time on the golden yeah. goals, on the twenty twenty one Golden gold. Golden Globe.
0: I also feel like so much of it nowadays is like, like, I don't know about like you, Colton, but I feel like Brett, like you're, you know, somewhat of like a movie guy, but like some of the like last few years, I'm like, dude, there was like nothing that I was like, wow, that was like really good. Like where I'm kind of like, yeah, if I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen most of these movies because they all look bad. I'm like, so why would I care about the awards that they win, but they're not up really against good things? It's kind of just like winning like the Super Bowl in like an off year. Like people are like, Cool, dude. Like what do you think was winning, gonna happen? Like, like winning sports in a COVID year So Yeah, like, like, it's like it's like congrats. Like, like you won the World <laughs> Series. Like cool. Like you played 70 games. Like yeah, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. Like, like all the movies do suck. So like what was
1: odd is that like, there was no there's no uh there's no live audience. I didn't even know they were even happening. To be honest with you, all I know is I woke up this morning and I was re- I was watching the news. And you're like, here are the winners of the Golden Globes. List of fucking movies you've never heard of, list of co- TV shows other than Ted Lasso. That's the only one I heard of. I was That's like, fair. I, I know none of these movies. I know none of these movies. None of these, uh, none of these TV shows. They suck. All these things suck. I don't I don't know why they're such a big thing anymore. Um, and also. With as many issues that have happened with the envelope process, like the envelope reading processes, like why is that still a thing? Like I do enjoy that the the novelty of it, like and the winner is open it up, pull out the envelope. But it seems like there's been way too many fuck ups on such a grand scale that maybe we should think about doing something <laughs> different. We could probably figure something else out that looks pretty cool. I, I don't know, like maybe like pull out electronic thing that actually says the winner as opposed to like like oh there's three envelopes make sure you pick the right one <laughs> we've all had that issue before too right like we've like we had like maybe it was a joint birthday party you close the envelopes you're like fuck which envelope <laughs> did i which, which one did i put it in like is this jane's or is this billy's like i don't know which one yeah. i did like that shouldn't be a, a that shouldn't be an awards process for major movie awards and stuff like that i don't know
0: What's also bananas to me is I have not done anywhere near the live production that it takes to obviously do one of these shows, but somehow they can have all of the guests there, they can feed them, they can have everything displayed, they have commercial breaks, camera angles, every moving variable imaginable, and we fuck up the envelope, like, how do you drop like you are right at the end and somehow they mess that up like dude just write in like very light pencil or something at the top like hey this is best picture this is like i'm like just to confirm what it is like i'm like you could write it in sharpie on the front and be like hey we're not messing it up and everyone would probably laugh and be like yeah that was a funny year and not give you any shit for it so i don't know how like they keep messing so many things like that up and i'm like dude the amount of money that goes into those shows too, I'm like, I don't know how people still value them as much as they do if something like that happens. Like, if you were watching NFL one weekend and you pay for Red Zone and they just didn't have coverage, you'd be like, yeah, I'm probably going to drop it and, like, get Game Pass or something. So it's amazing that year after year they botch the one night and people are still like, eh, they'll do better next year, and they, like, shrug it off. Like, that's funny. I don't know. Like it's and it's never
1: it's never as good as you think it's gonna be too. Like either either one movie just takes the show, either, oh, there's gonna win everything, or it's just an obvious winner, like, oh, best picture. It's gonna be crap movie, crap movie, crap movie, crap movie. Pretty decent movie. Like you you know who the fuck's gonna win this shit. Like, why would you even watch that? It's terrible. I don't know. What was that? Go ahead. No, go, you go ahead. Just a re- quick question. What was that one award show that Ricky Gervais actually was on?
0: Was that a Golden Globe? That might have actually been. Or, or was, was that, the Oscars. that or the, Oscars? You know, was the Oscars? Yeah, it might have been the Oscars. Okay.
1: I can't remember. It's just, it's just an mm-hmm. odd thing, especially like just knowing who that person is. The fact they made that choice to put him on stage I thought that was a stupid thing to do, too. I mean, obviously, it was worth it for the viewer. Um, But what an odd selection. Like, oh, he won't do anything. Yeah, he will. He will ruin the whole show. He will ruin the evening. He will kill everything. Yeah,
0: like, to anyone, like, around our age that has, like, a similar... Like, pretty much, if you listen to the podcast, you're probably like, yeah, throw him on. That'll be funny. But, like, to most people, they're like, yeah, he wouldn't be the good call. And I feel like in the past, like... I don't know if they're just trying to get like viewership or like what the deal is. Cause haven't they had like, it's been like Seth Rogen and like James Franco have done it together. And like, they've like had comedians, but like, I'm sure there've been comedians where it's like, Hey, keep it a little tame. And they're like, all right, fine. Like, where I feel like for him, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just goes <laughs> down and does what he wants anyway. Like, like James Franco and Seth Rogen are in that audience of
1: the crowd they're making fun of is the crowd they hang out with. I don't yeah. think Ricky Gervais hangs out with that crowd. Like, I think he's he's made his money with The Office. He's like, you know what? Fuck these guys. <laughs> like, these oh, yeah. screw-up, with American douchebags. Like, I hate these people.
2: No, that's what are you going to say, Brad? I didn't know a, a little while back. No, I was just going to go back to, like, uh, as a movie person, like, I, I consider myself a significant I, – I had the AMC, Gold Pass, whatever. You can go see three movies a week. Dope like I like I am a movie person I'm scrolling through this list right now and I don't know I know shit all about almost all of these movies I saw and one thing hey I'm happy for Will Smith won for best actor that's exciting I I like Will Smith um I saw King Richard I thought he did good I don't know anything about any of these other movies man and that's uh that's actually quite surprising to me now that I'm looking at this this list
0: I just wonder if it got way less eventful because of, I mean, one COVID, I feel like that halted a lot of production. So it was just kind of like, Hey, congrats. Yours is almost done. Like you'll just not have competition this year, but also like streaming services. Like I feel like not that many people go to the movies anymore. Like I saw Spider-Man at the movie theater and that was probably the first time in like three or four years I'd been to the movies. So I feel like it's just harder now because I could be like, yeah i'll just watch whatever i want or what i don't want whereas before it was like hey if i want to go see a movie on a saturday i just suck it the hell up and watch something whereas like now you just have endless possibilities for what you want to see kind of put in perspective how shitty movies are and like how long it's been since a movie
1: has fucking come out that's been anywhere near decent i watched horrible bosses and horrible bosses 2 for for probably the fourth or fifth time that's a great segue (laughs) i mean probably the i don't know i was on the way home from austin i watched horrible bosses and i'm like gotta watch horrible bosses 2 now and that movie i know is not great that movie is not very good and I still watch it. I'm like, what the hell? Like, these movies are terrible. It's terrible. I, I don't know. I wish. Thing is, I'm not trying to crap on Spider Man or anything like that. Um, I just don't like superhero movies very much. I can't get into them. And that's more of a me thing as opposed to the movie thing because everybody else seems to like them. I just can't get into them.
2: Um, oh, I, oh, it's totally oversaturated, the market. Like, 100%. The reason that I absolutely love this most recent spider-man is purely for the fan service i mean the way like i remember when the when the first spider-man came out with toby Maguire, like i was i was so freaking pumped to go see that opening night like like i grew up in this era of spider-man finally in theater like finally on the big screen and like as a fan of that for almost 20 years now the way that they spoiler alert Brought the old Spider-Man back was unlike unbelievable. They 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 it was all fan service, and that like that touched me on a personal level. The story, the story was literally almost the what was it the Into the Spider-Verse movie, the the animated one, which was great. Yeah. It was pretty much a live action that literally, and which like so it's not original. Back to Colton's point, not original story. It's oversaturated like not all that interesting but my man the way that they handled the three spider-men on screen together was was magical yeah see that's dope that's
1: cool that's the same thing with like what they do with like star wars now like they do like obviously like make other avenues for star wars and everything like that but when they do like harken back to previous movies kind of satisfy the the older fans the the fans that have been there the whole entire time i can understand that appeal that makes sense to me
0: yeah i heard somebody asked me this like a week and a half ago um and i'm curious what you guys think about it like do you think we should remake old movies but just like nowadays or we should go back and just find like movies that have the potential to be really really good but were just like dog shit when it came to production like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's, like, like, they just remade, like, a few years ago. Like, there was, like, a live-action Lion King. And it was just kind of, um, like, whatever. Whereas, like, what if we went back, like... I mean, Brett, you've probably seen, like, Green Lantern. I feel like that movie sucked. Oh, but, like, it that could was be terrible. good. Yeah, that was, like, terrible. Where it's just, like, one of those things, like, hey, like, what if we just did it right and, like, put the right people in? Because I'm, like you know, even within some of the Marvel movies, I'm like, yeah, some of them suck in comparison. So I'm like, just redo it. Like, just have a better director, write it better, do whatever, instead of just like oversaturating and being like, cause I mean, even Spider-Man, it's like, I like all of them. I don't think any of them are bad, but I'm like, dude, there's like so many of very similar stories across the board where Mm -hmm. it's just like, hey, let's just focus on getting a few movies, but doing it right not like well we'll try it and we have this actor and then this actor and i'm like you guys are just making a lot of money
2: but like not wowing people like get to that point i mean that's the classic conundrum right i feel like that's that's all the what the fans want versus what like i i i'd be so curious what like to be a fly on the wall in those executives offices like Oh, yeah, let's green light another Lion King movie, a live action one. Awesome. Let's do that versus I mean, I, I guess I don't even know. There's not that many original movies out there besides like Christopher Nolan movies nowadays. But like <clears throat> I just they make some shitty, shitty movies and why how they get greenlit. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on
0: in Hollywood right now. But yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Like, I don't know. It almost just seems like it's like it almost kind of seems like people don't want to work together. Like Netflix wants their own originals, like Disney wants their own, like no one's like willing to collaborate. Like Sony and Disney are like still at each other's throats about even just like Spider-Man and like the ownership
2: rights of that. Like Yeah, I, I'm... That's a whole different conversation. We'll side by that one. As you say, that could be like a three-hour conversation. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know much about the movie business or anything like that, obviously. But, like, this is like the dumbass. This is the dumbass take. This is the idea of it. (laughs) Just the dumbass take. This is what it is. This embodies it. What other ideas for movies are there? You know what I mean? Like, I understand... There is other shit you can put on the screen and everything, but, like, what other movie can you make that's like, no, that one kind of reminds me of this. Like, it's it's so impossible. That it seems like such an impossible task for me as an unimaginative piece of shit. To so like, put something on the screen that's going to be anywhere near good. Because I feel like every other idea has been, like, extremely horror. just... Dog in like we do. Yep, we've hit that. Um, we've hit that on the head 15 times. Like, how many
0: World War II movies can we really have where we're like, they're all good? (laughs) Like, this is all well done. Like, Like maybe we could do it again. Like, yeah, have you guys seen 1917? I know it's World War. No, I I want to though. That movie, wild. The production that went into it, yes, very odd.
2: Um, yeah, Brett, did you see it though? I did see I saw. yeah, I saw it in theater.
1: Okay. I did as well. What was your overall impression of that movie? I'm not. Let's not spoil anything for Jimmy, but like, what was your overall impression of that movie?
2: I I was very impressed. Like, I um, I thought it was as good of a depiction of what World War One combat could have been for someone who grew up in a time that I grew up in. Like, I God. don't know if you can truly know what it's like, but goddamn, was that horrifying. Like, it was a horrifying movie to experience. Very, very intense. But, like, overall, I thought it was a great movie. Okay.
1: I would agree with you. I think it's, like, the actual depiction of that movie is something, like, I've probably never seen before in any other movie. And, again, I know the whole process and everything of it. that like they're trying to eliminate um, going from, like, choppy scene, choppy scene, choppy right. scene. where so it seems like it's live action the whole entire time. I had to be a stickler though, and be like that guy that said there wasn't enough dialogue for me. <laughs> I I invest myself in like movies like that with dialogue, like sure. Goodfellas, um, like Godfather, like just shit. Was too random, just mob movies. But like, even though there's nothing happening, in it just the shit they're saying definitely adds something to the movie. When there's like quotable things the entire time, even when there's like like uh, lulls in movies like Caddyshack. Towards just like quotable shit you just like, throw off the cuff, I thoroughly enjoy that. So it's like I had a weird, like love hate relationship with 1917. So Jimmy, I think it'd be an interesting thing for you to watch. I don't know.
0: No, I really want to watch it. I've seen like behind the scenes stuff. So pretty much like the goal is they tried to shoot the movie as if it would be like one shot, which is incredibly hard to do. Like there's yeah. very few people that I've like watched and been like, wow. Like, The weekend has a pretty good music video that's all one shot, but I mean, that's three minutes, not like two hours. Yeah. Um, so I think technically 1917 is, it's shot as a one shot broken up into 17 different shots. I mean, obviously, they take multiple takes and they do stuff like that, but like some of them are like, you know, if he jumps in a river, that's a transition. Yeah. Like, there's like, there's sneaky ways that you can do it um but yeah like that's like kind of what i'm talking about because like i mean going back to what you said like i think a lot of them are it's almost just like what can we do to make things different like in my head it's almost like a checkbox of like hey saving private ryan that's going to be hard to top but i will watch a war movie that's more like fury based like let's find a specific thing let's do a story around it like that would be cool where i'm like let's stop making the exact same things Where even 1917 i'm like dude like the dialogue could suck but i'm like at least you took like a creative liberty to try to be different like even like full metal jacket it's like yeah it's like technically like a war movie but like it's shot in a different like you're not at war as much per se because there's so much of like boot camp and training and like that stuff where i'm like stop making like here's normandy and i'm like i hate this like this is <laughs> how much can we really do this like,
1: like i'm i'm imagining like those production meetings and everything they're like okay let's do say private ryan but with a dog what do we think <laughs> yeah. that's all i like, imagine what those meetings are like like they're just like just hoping shit sticks and they're
2: like yeah we'll probably pack some box offices with that there, oh yeah! we've got like, a clipboard with with like three things listed: like dog, baby, and like one other item with just big check marks next to them. And like,
1: Great aren't... Depression,
2: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It's like,
1: yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> a dog and a baby bind. Sorry, bind, a bond during the Great Depression, and they grow up <laughs> and live happy ever after. What do we think? <laughs> dog. A person goes to war. Dog. Uh does other things, he comes back for more, and they're really happy. <laughs> That's, that could fucking, that would work. I think that would, that would sell. Dude,
0: it's that was just awesome. crazy because, like, I mean, I guess if you really think about how, like, TV shows and movies work, like, it literally is just, like, a giant funnel, and then, like, they get down to an idea. So, like, I wouldn't even be surprised if there was, like, a period, like, where they were, like, let's do Saving Private Ryan, but, like, they have a dog with them, and then everyone's, like, what, how does that play out? And it's, like, it doesn't like let's just sure (laughs) cross it off whatever like you know like they have to go through so much thought that it's just like dude you're throwing anything at the wall and being like it sticks like have you guys ever seen uh john mulaney does a bit talking about back to the future do either of you know what i'm talking about
2: i have seen it but i i do not recall it so. so pretty
0: much like he's talking about like being in the writer's room for writing back to the future And they're explaining it and they're like, yeah, so it's going to be like this teenage kid, he's really lazy, like he's always sleeping late, this and that. Um, And then, you know, he's friends with this like nuclear physicist and they're like, how do they meet? And it's like, people won't ask questions, don't worry (laughs) about it. And then they're like explaining and it's like, so, you know, pretty much the whole thing is they're going to go, they're going to go back in time um you know there's he's gonna meet his mom someone tries to rape her we won't show that (laughs) um and like they're explaining it and they're like okay so sure like he goes back in time um and they're gonna stop the Kennedy assassination and they're like no (laughs) now we're embarrassed to tell you what they're gonna do and he's like going through just like explaining and they're like so right like you know with all that being said like i guess he goes back in time he's kind of doing his own thing whatever uh what do we call it back to the past and they're like no it's gonna be called back to the future and i want to make four of them it's just like just ridiculous (laughs) dialogue because when you really think about that movie you're like yeah there's a lot of like question marks like when i watched it when i was younger i was kind of like yeah, it's it's good, whatever. Like not really my era more or less. But then like if you watched it nowadays, you're like, Oh, like there's just so many plot holes, there's so much going on. It's just so weird. But yeah, like it's one of those things like I mean, I guess back then you could get away with it, whereas now like us three idiots will depict the shit out of your movie of if we think it's good or not, <laughs> despite no one caring. But yeah, just ridiculous what some writers are like, this is gonna crush at the box office and it's like <laughs> No, you guys like got crushed. You now have the movie that like cost two hundred million to make, and you brought in like three. So (laughs) sucks. I guess at that time, there's
1: still people like alive that are just like still shitting their pants that there's moving pictures on the screen with words. They're like, "Holy fuck!" They're like, "Holy shit!" (laughs) (laughs) And they're talking about time travel. Like, yeah, we thought like. During our time, they felt like in the 1980s, we would have had to solve by now. <laughs> like, we would have been going back in time, yeah. flying cars. They would have been shit. like,
0: dude, we're predicting it. Like, yeah. we're going to be so far ahead. Like, yeah, fuck. All yeah. right. Damn. That was a long, that was a good topic there, Brett. Let's right. Let's started with Brett. Yeah, <laughs> that was nice. And then we good just stuff. kicked in our two cents that some people care about. So, yeah, it is what it is. What are people um, not talking about? Yeah, so I feel like not a lot of people are talking about this. I guess I'll <laughs> preface it like this because I don't want people to shit on me for being twenty-four and still being weirdly into the show. Um, but in college we were really poor, but we got true TV for free through like our apartment cable. So we got really big into impractical jokers. Um, and Joe recently announced that he's like leaving the show. And I feel like To the average person, I understand if you haven't seen every episode, because why would you? I mean, we just kept it on as like background noise more or less, but yeah, I feel like that's like a big, like for four dudes, given their story, doing what they're doing, like they were successful for a really long time. Like I think they have almost 10 seasons and it's almost like they got ahead of the like stupid TikTok, like YouTube, like... I'm going to go out and weirdly harass people and say it's a prank. Like they just made that like funny and family friendly, but yeah, I feel like him leaving the show, it's kind of like, well, like, what do you do now? Like you can't pitch the show as well, now it's three guys. Like you kind of just have to end it, but you know, it is what it is. It's a really good thing to bring up. Like,
1: I feel as though that show is ruined. Like they all have their own, personal thing they bring to the show and joe i honestly think joe's probably the funniest guy on there and now he's gone like it was such a sad like post and everything too i I felt as though i like i was reading an obituary when i read that like it was a a sad thing like his instagram post i don't know it just is kind of sucky and they are going to continue the show from what i've read Um, but again that's a good point i don't see really where they go from that
0: yeah, one of the funniest things that I saw was it was just a photo of the three of them. It just said impractical curves because they just took the Joe off the front. I was like, that's brilliant. That's tasteful. <laughs> like good for whoever thought of that. But yeah, it's just weird. I mean, I think like regardless, like I'm sure the show was like towards the end just because I'm like at some point with the fame and everything, people just recognize you. So you just can't do it the same way you used to. But yeah, I just feel like it came out of nowhere. Pretty much like, I mean, I guess for context, he's like, he's getting a divorce and like wants to just focus on like being a parent and like doing stuff like that, which I'm like, that's good. It's not like he had like a crazy scandal and is like addicted to drugs or something, but you know, understandable reason to leave, but I'm like, fuck, dude. I like weirdly invested in this show. Like,
2: (laughs) yeah. I was just going to say, I didn't like I've seen the show. I'm not as invested as you fellas are, but i didn't know what the reason was but that's that's it kind of just personal stepping away yeah it's not like there's no feud. there's not bad blood with the other dude and i mean like they've kind of come out and said like um
0: you know they're pretty much they're choosing to split like it's a mutual thing like it's not like they had a falling out or anything and just kind of with that i think he just realized like hey like because i mean later on in the show like they were going to europe they were traveling a bunch like they were kind of all over the place where i think like for him to just be like look like I'm going to figure out this next step of my life. I want to be around. I don't want to be kind of that like father that got really big and then just never was around. So I'm like, I get it in the grand scheme. I'm like, it's kind of a, you know, understandable reason to leave, but I'm like, they really made something out of nothing for the whole show and the premise and everything. Brett, this kind of
1: a, you saying like you weren't as big into it as us. I'm not saying I was huge into it, but here's an interesting question. Would you recognize them if they were fucking with you on the street?
2: I think so. I think maybe we've actually talked about this. Yes, 100% I would. I have this weird facial recognition thing where like I constantly, like I I ran into someone when I was at Disney World that I haven't seen in 15 years. She sat behind me in chemistry class and I pointed her out and like talked to her (laughs) and it was like super weird. Like I that's a weird aside i'm a terrible person to ask that question because i 100% would would recognize them
1: okay well hit the miss but <laughs> the reason as to why i asked that is because at the same time as like i would love to see that show continue i'm also perplexed as to how the hell more people don't just be like you're fucking joe gatto from impractical jokers quit <laughs> quit fucking with me Either that or like Holy shit, it's Joe Gatto from Impractical Jokers. Can I get your picture? Like, it would just totally ruined bits. I just don't understand how they've continued to go along. I know it's on True TV, and it's, like, arguably probably one of the least-watched networks on, like, cable television. But, like, I feel like everybody knows who these people are by now, and how do they continue to dupe people in huge public settings? It makes no yeah.
2: sense to me. That, I don't know. that being said, I'm sorry, Jimmy, to jump in, because, no, you're like, good. So I was only very recently introduced to them within the last year. And prior to that, I never I never would have known who they were. Like they are not okay. in my circles. They are not something that like my friends have ever talked about. I don't think my friends maybe they watch it. I don't know. But uh no, like to your point, I guess the point that you were trying to make, I absolutely they could have fucked with me a year ago and I never would have known.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, that's we'll kind of what I was gonna say. Like I think probably how they've gotten around it so much is like they're in new york so it's just like such a diverse group of a a lot of people yeah and i feel like it very much is like unless you watch it as a family like people like have to be under like 30 to like really be like okay if i've seen it i've seen it a lot or they just are completely oblivious like i mean i'm sure colton there's people our age that are like yeah, I've seen like one episode. It was all right, and I never watched it again. Like where I I'm sure a lot of people are either really in or are like who are these guys? <laughs> like yeah. You know, it's not like one of those shows that you're like half into kind of a thing. That makes sense cuz it it can be a very
1: annoying show. Like it's almost like a painful show to watch, like in the same way that like um uh, The Office is. Well, it's it's like oh, oh like oh son of a bitch like i have to watch this now like yeah like i want to watch it but at the same time like
0: this is like it hurts me the cringe is way too much for me so fair all right colton round us out what aren't people talking about
1: i'm gonna try to be quick with this because it is kind of a story and it's an interesting one i promise you and i don't know how the hell it's going to come across listening to this on the airwaves but i'm gonna try my best to articulate this so, as I've said 15 times on this chat, on this podcast already, um, I went to Austin this last week. Me and my girlfriend Kelly, we went and we stayed there for about five days. Um, and one of the days, this happened. So, we went to this little breakfast place. It's called 1886, I believe, and it's connected to the Driscoll Hotel. And this is in Austin. This is on 6th Street in Austin. It's a very historical part of town. So, we had breakfast. It sucked ass, by the way. Not a good breakfast. It was very expensive. Terrible suggestion by Kelly if she's listening to this. Awful, <laughs> terrible. But she knows that, so we'll leave that. In, we'll leave that in the past. Anyway, so afterwards we had a lot of time to kill again. We really didn't have anything scheduled, so we're like, okay, let's just go walk around this hotel because it is like an historical piece of Austin. It's probably pretty cool. So we leave the breakfast uh, place, walk into the hotel. It's like a huge, grand entrance. It's honestly super cool looking and as you walk into it further the older and older it gets <clears throat> so we walk into it it kind of like starts to turn into like this lodge looking thing so like something you would imagine uh like maybe going like a ski like a ski lodge sort of thing that's what i pictured. It as it's all wood these cool ass paintings a cool bar and it's like super quiet and like no one's in there okay we're just walking around looking at stuff uh, we probably do this for like 10 to 15 minutes okay um, but as it keeps going, it starts to like open up more and more, and like it's weird because like you see people in there just chilling, studying, reading like the like newspaper and shit. It's kind of odd. It's a weird thing. There's no workers around. No one's like monitoring you to make sure you're not doing anything stupid. So we just keep walking around and looking at stuff and doing all these things. So we finally get to this one staircase, and we're like, okay, let's go up this staircase, up a staircase. And it, okay I, sh- I should have prefaced this as well as we're going to these places there's like little tiny steps going up as we go through this uh hotel so we're constantly working up getting up and further and further up into the hotel as we work into it we finally get to this one um this one story and they go up the fly of stairs to a landing up another fly of stairs to a landing and it opens up into another hallway Okay, so if you're not if you're having a hard time following along, or if I'm just terribly awful at explaining where we are in this hotel, <laughs> we're probably about three to four flights up the stairs, uh, and we've worked our way into the hotel. We've actually like, gone. It, it, the hotel covers a block, all right. We've gone from Sixth Street to Fifth Street, and we've moved our way th- along through there. Okay, so as we've gone up, and now we're in this one little place. We're at the top of the stairs, and there's like two rooms. One is immediately off to the left of the staircase, and then you can walk into another. I know I'm trying to do hand signals here to explain this. Um, and there's another one. You can walk a little bit further down the hallway, and there's another room that you can see from the staircase. The one further is, it seems more interesting right off the bat. So we, me and her both walked to it. The lights were off. We didn't want to fuck with anything and turn the lights on. So we kind of just peeked in there and went back out. I went back into the room to see the other room that was right off the staircase she continued down the hall a little bit the reason as to why I wanted to look at this one room is called the Citadel Citadel is a military college I thought maybe like there'd be like military stuff in there boy was I fucking wrong so I looked in there it's a janitorial closet okay (laughs) so as I'm looking around in there I'm like well this is fucking boring I'm I'm gonna go catch up with Kelly well I'm getting ready to turn around and before I know it it seems as though there's somebody right on top of my left shoulder, like right behind me. So it makes me fucking jump, and I turn around, and as I could, as I'm turning around, so I turn over my left my left shoulder. There's not somebody over my left shoulder anymore. I look over. I continue to kind of pirouette around to look over what's what was my right shoulder, and a person is walking through to the next doorway to where Kelly is, and they're running like kind of fast, and they're wearing like all black. It looks like some like worker there that is wearing a suit, and they're hauling ass. So now I'm kind of like, I wasn't irritated, but I was kind of perplexed. I was like, "Why the hell that would that guy scare the shit out of me?" And two, how the hell did he already get in there? He's running away from me. So I kind of like jog around to look down the hallway, but as I turn around, the person is gone, and the only person there is Kelly. So I'm like, just sitting there looking. I'm like, "Did you see that guy run at you?" and kelly's sitting there like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> and i'm like there wasn't a guy that just ran right in here and she goes no and then she's like I, I have to have this stupid look on my face so then she starts joking that she i saw a ghost and i'm like that's the dumbest shit i've ever heard so I, was like, I look back in that room like well maybe he went into that dark room that we went into like that's the only two places he could have been he could have been that one citadel room or down the hall where Kelly was in that other room. That's the only places that he could have been. And I looked there, it's fucking dark as shit in that room. So I'm like, well, that's kind of odd. So we leave, and Kelly's like continuing to kind of like joke, like that had to have been a ghost, Colton, because there's nobody in this room. <laughs> so then like the more and more I started thinking about it, I'm like, it is absurdly odd, because again, I don't know if I've told you, I, I said this a couple of times in the beginning, it's stupid quiet where we were. And this place is kind of old so you hear everything but before i could realize it again that guy was right on top of me and then i went to go turn around and he was already at this i would estimate he was like 10 feet away by the time i could snap my head around and look and he was already walking into the other room and again i don't know if you remember the depiction in which i said he's wearing all black so i'm thinking this guy is a worker right this has to be a worker in the hotel and everything. But then like my rational mind was kind of thinking was like, well, if he was a worker, why the hell didn't he like say, like, you're looking for something? As I'm looking into a janitor's closet. <laughs> it was, it, it was of that. So I'm like thinking like, oh shit. Like so I'm tr- I'm starting to put two and two together. Like, I didn't hear this guy in a really quiet room. Um the how fast he was on me and then off of me, not right. I only was able to see. half of his profile and the back half of his body as he went into the other room at a oddly weird clip like a kind of fast pace but he was making no noise the more i think about it i'm like holy shit kelly well then kelly gets on her phone and starts looking it up turns out the driscoll hotel is arguably the most haunted hotel (laughs) in all of texas so
2: I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I
1: know. Like, I'm like sitting there. I'm like, holy shit. Cause I was actually pretty excited. Like, I, maybe I did see one. I'm trying to be rational to this whole process. And Kelly's like, well, what do you look like? And I'm like, well, I told you, Kelly. I he's wearing all black. He has like black hair. He's a fair skinned dude. And I have a white collar. So again, like I, the whole time I'm trying to convince myself that this is a person. He works there and that's it. And then I'm thinking again, like, me and kelly sat there and had this conversation about did you see that guy i didn't see a guy did you see a guy i'm like well yeah i did we had that conversation for like 30 to 45 seconds like and it was loud in a a quiet place (laughs) so you think he would have interjected and be like i'm right fucking here guys like here i am and that never happened so then she goes oh my god colton listen to this so this is the story of uh, the ghost Peter Lawless, and he was a resident there. I'll read it here real quick. This is, uh, this is from a site called don't keep,
0: don't keep it brief. Just keep talking. <laughs>
1: okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being long-winded here. This is the ghost of Peter Lawless. Our next folder, guys, takes the form of a full-bodied specter. In the early 20th century, Peter Lawless worked as a ticket agent for the Great Northern Railroad. When his wife passed away, he decided to move into the Driscoll. He set up shop on the Fifth floor, which, again, we were around the fourth, fifth floor. or we somewhere there. I couldn't tell exactly where we were because it wasn't marked very well. On the fifth floor of the hotel and lived there for a total of 31 years. Impressive, right? Paranormal enthusiasts claim he never left. Visitors most often witness, witness lawless exiting the elevator at a glancing pace. So you never get a full fucking view of which I didn't see my guy at full view. With a single nod to the staff at the front desk, his body sorry, his full body appears and then quickly dissipates from sight. Which is exactly what I saw. And I'm thinking, holy shit, as she's reading this thing. Employees even claim to see his spot as see his spirit while they're doing housekeeping. <laughs> Convenient next to this janitorial closet.
0: You let him out of the closet.
1: I know, goddamn. <laughs> This is the worst part here so right after this they report tingling sensations before looking up to find an elderly man watching them he wears black pants a black shirt has a white collar and has black hair and fair skin (laughs) they then say peter Lawless vanishes before their eyes she read that and i'm like holy shit like that's exactly what i saw and then she read uh, kelly continue to read further and remember I said like we would walked a block into this building. They the hotel apparently reports the most activity is seen in their older wing obviously of the hotel which is at Bravos and 5th. So we walked directly into this haunted chamber of bullshit. So pretty interesting. I could have very well not seen a ghost, but everything was so lined up with what I what, what was going on. I have no idea what else happened i wanted to go back to the hotel and be like yo you got fucking cameras in that goddamn hallway but i we didn't we never did go back um it was just a very interesting
2: turn of events dude to me it sounds like you are trying to convince yourself that you did not see a ghost and you (laughs) fucking saw a ghost man i don't know what to tell you the the way that that shit lines up it like that you saw a ghost
0: (laughs) yeah i think like a lot of it too is like like, it would be one thing if you were by yourself, and, like, you saw it, and then you started doing your own research, and, like, your story kind of changed. But, like, if you could have described it to her, like, as she was reading, it would be like, oh, yeah, this all checks out. Like, it was kind of like, you know, as she's explaining it, and you're like, yeah, like,
2: black hair, like, that's what I said. <laughs> like-, like, the only other thing that I can imagine, if you didn't actually see a ghost, and did you you said you felt a nudge like you contact you felt contact so it wasn't
1: necessarily contact but you know when somebody's getting ready to walk up on you and you like so it's an energy it was odd so i what it was is i heard like little like scuffle footsteps right fucking behind me almost like so if you're in a, a quiet room and somebody is actively trying to scare you and not be heard that's the only time a person could get that close to you without sure. being noticed. And that's what happened. Like I was like, I thought somebody was, I thought he, it was a, just a dude fucking with me. He got on my shoulder. I jumped and I got a little spooked and then he ran away. So that's what I thought happened. And I'm like, son of a bitch. But then the more and more I thought about it, he didn't make any noise as he ran away. <laughs> like before I, tur- I turned around
2: and he was gone. He was already going in the other room. Like, unless this is some serious gag that this hotel is running, like, have you been on, on like, um, what was it? Tower of Terror at Hollywood Studios and Disney. You ever been on that? Yeah, Um,
0: I have.
2: So Jimmy, you know, they kind of have like a laser show going through a hotel kind of like, that's what I'm picturing that this, are they doing something like that? No, ain't no way in hell they're doing something like that. This isn't like, that's the only other logical thing is like, this is a ruse that this hotel is doing and they fucking got you or you or you saw a ghost and what's more to me more logical you saw a ghost (laughs) the the ghost thing seems extremely
1: exciting so i mean I'm, i'm i really hope it was a ghost at the same time i was trying to be rational and be like probably wasn't this is too good to be true there's no way this happened and like it was super interesting i'm happy kelly was there to kind of like validate what was going on because otherwise i would have been a total chicken shit and had not checked that room and not looked kind of into it what the only thing that would have made me feel a little bit better is one asking for like videotape from that hotel and then two getting deeper into the room to just maybe maybe make sure like maybe that worker just knew his way around a dark just absolutely blacked out room perfectly to where he could just start setting shit up for the next ball that's there but I'm like it was so dark i'm like there's no way there's somebody in that room it was don't just an you interesting think it would have
0: freaked yourself out though if they showed you like the camera footage and it was just like you in the hallway jumping and then like turning and like there's nothing there like don't you think that would have just been like oh man like you're in like your own denial at that point
1: it would have been strange but
0: like it would have given me some more like validation for what i was feeling in that it's moment fair. i was like
1: it was just an odd thing to be like i felt duped is why I, I, in that moment i felt like befuddled like how the hell did i not hear a dude right behind me the whole time and then he runs away from me like and then i'm like i, don't, I had to go chase him i i i led not a legend i essentially chased him into that that doorway I took like three, like long, like kind of like, jog steps. And there was nobody there except for Kelly looking at me thinking like, why the hell are you running in the middle of this quiet place? <laughs> what are you doing? And in- you're running inside. Why are you running? So that's bananas. That is yeah. absolutely nuts, man. It was, I mean, it was an interesting experience. I mean,
0: it was, I feel like that's cool. like up there in like probably one of the top five stories I've ever heard. Brett's also there when he hit someone with his car and we've oh, recorded yeah. that's another we've one. recorded two of the five now <laughs> damn we're still working, just, on, just working on just working on three man nate i want to get or brett i want to get nate on about how he drunkenly hit an elk with a school bus
2: yeah that's a that's a good one
0: that's a good one colton your roommate's up there too for his questionable activities He'll, he'll never know come he'll ever, on, but I want him to. I Don't know if we'll ever get him on until he becomes like some
1: CEO that's like unfireable.
0: I was gonna say, is that that's, still, that's not ongoing in court anymore, is it? Nope, just the payments. <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal. Oh well. There we dude, go. Tell him if he can be on, I'll just like I'll do like the hilarious like cop interview where it's if just like his that. voice, dude. I'll I'll spend like hours on it. That is a banana story. That's probably that's probably the best story. I, well, Brant's is pretty good. They're all just different yeah, kinds of just, good. Yeah, that's a good. Point. Yeah, like that's like the most insane legal thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, that like he is not serving life in prison, kind of a thing. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> cool though. It's brett we secret. can tell you when we get off i don't want to leave you like, on yeah as,
2: as no context this sounds extraordinarily interesting yeah
0: yeah it's cool <laughs> not cool but like it's kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool for him for sure
2: oh, all right let's wrap trippy.
0: this up that was a really good we talked for a lot but that yeah. was good good anybody got anything else you not no nope, right. i'm good brett thanks for being on as always
2: kick the Those hole yeah give me a call 30 minutes before any time hell yeah hell, dude.
0: yeah the probably ringer. will within the next month or two so <laughs> keep you to it